No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we review when Israel conquered the two Amorite kings and takes possession of their land on the east side of the Jordan River. These battles trained them for greater battles to come. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. No one comes out of the womb as a warrior. Warriors are made. They are trained through games and minor skirmishes. And over time, they face battles and learn to fight. Eventually, they become skilled soldiers. The children of Israel were numbered as an army. The promised land wouldn't be given to them on a silver platter. They had to fight for it against enemies who wanted to hold on to it as much as they wanted to possess it. But there was one difference. God was on their side. God determined to give this land to Israel and to dispossess the former inhabitants. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 2.24, where Moses was rehearsing their history in how they got to the east bank of the Jordan River. The Lord told them, Rise, take your journey, and cross over the river Arnon. Look, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. This day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven who shall hear the report of you and shall tremble and be in anguish because of you. God would not let Israel touch the nations of Edom, Moab, and Ammon. These nations were the relatives of Israel, and God had given them their land as their possession. But as Israel journeyed into the land of the Amorites, it was a different story. Traveling northward, they crossed the Arnon River as it flowed into the Dead Sea at the midpoint of its eastern shore. Now they were in the territory of Sihon, the Amorite king, whose capital was Heshbon. God was giving them his land. But the Lord also told them to engage Sihon in battle. Just because God had given the land of the Amorites to Israel didn't mean they didn't have to fight for it. Likewise, God has given to each of us our portion, but we must fight to take it. We can't expect to do nothing and gain all that God has for us. There is a time to pray and a time to act. There is a time to make peace and a time to make war. The Lord is a man of war and he has called us to be spiritual warriors. As Israel obeyed the Lord, he would cause the surrounding nations to tremble with fear while they handled the physical warfare God would handle the psychological warfare in the nations that they were going to dispossess. Verse 26. And I sent messengers from the wilderness of Kedemoth to Sihon, king of Heshbon, with words of peace, saying, Let me pass through your land. I will keep strictly to the road. I will turn neither to the right nor to the left. You shall sell me food for money that I may eat. And give me water for money that I may drink. Only let me pass through on foot. 
just as the descendants of Esau, who dwell in Seir, and the Moabites, who dwell in Ar, did for me, until I crossed the Jordan to the land which the Lord our God is giving us. It's interesting that Moses didn't immediately attack, but first sent messengers with words of peace, simply requesting to pass through King Sihon's land. Moses even offered to pay for any food or water they consumed. He made it clear that their target was on the other side of the Jordan River. Why Moses first sent this delegation, we aren't told. Perhaps it was to make it evident that it wasn't Israel attacking, but God determining to give Sihon and his kingdom into their hand. To fight our battles well, we don't have to use harsh words. I am disturbed by the harsh words I see Christians use on social media. They rant against this issue or against that person. But the Bible tells us in James 1.19, My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. On the other hand, we are told in Proverbs 25.15, Through patience a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. If our cause is right, then we don't have to shout. The conviction of the Holy Spirit is far more effective in breaking the heart than our angry words. Verse 30. But Sihon, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass through. For the Lord your God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate that he might deliver him into your hand as it is this day. And the Lord said to me, See, I have begun to give Sihon and his land over to you. Begin to possess it that you may inherit his land. The same sun that melts wax hardens clay. The Lord hardened Sihon's spirit and made his heart obstinate. Is this unfair? No, it only proved the condition of Sihon's heart. He was already given over to the renowned wickedness of the Amorites, but God made him increasingly obstinate so that he could give his land over to Israel. God's sovereignty and man's responsibility coexist. I have no problem with a person who says that everything begins with God's sovereignty. But I do have a problem with anyone who ignores or misinterprets the scriptures dealing with man's responsibility and God's sovereignty because it doesn't fit neatly into their doctrinal system. I may not be able to reconcile all the scriptures in my own mind, but I dare not ignore them or bend their meaning to conform to my doctrinal position. Some things are mysterious and can only be held through faith. The Lord said in Isaiah 55, 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Apostle Paul declared to the Ephesian elders that he was innocent of everyone's blood because he had preached to them the whole counsel of God. We are not free to cherry-pick God's word, declaring the truths we like 
and ignoring the ones that are uncomfortable for us, we must declare the whole counsel of God, even if we don't understand it or can't reconcile it. The prophets of old treated God's word this way, and we are blessed today because of their faithfulness to declare everything, even what they couldn't understand. Verse 32. Then Sihon and all his people came out against us to fight at Jahaz. And the Lord our God delivered him over to us. So we defeated him, his sons, and all his people. We took all his cities at that time, and we utterly destroyed the men, women, and little ones of every city. We left none remaining. We took only the livestock as plunder for ourselves, with the spoil of the cities which we took. From Aurorer, which is on the bank of the river Arnon, and from the city that is in the ravine as far as Gilead, there was not one city too strong for us. The Lord our God delivered all to us. So after crossing the Arnon River, they went about 15 miles before coming to Jahaz, where the Lord delivered Sihon to them, and they defeated him. They put to death every man, woman, and child, as the Lord had commanded them. The wickedness of the Amorites was so extreme that God could not allow them to survive, lest they would corrupt his people. In fact, God had waited 400 years to judge them until they reached this extreme level of depravity. As they were now utterly depraved, they were utterly destroyed. Not one city belonging to Sihon was too strong for Israel. How this must have encouraged them for future battles they would soon face. Verse 37. Only you did not go near the land of the people of Ammon, anywhere along the river Jabbok, or to the cities of the mountains, or wherever the Lord our God had forbidden us. They obeyed the Lord who told them not to mess with Ammon, the son of Lot. Chapter 3. Then we turned and went up the road to Bashan. And Og, king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edrei. And the Lord said to me, Do not fear him, for I have delivered him and all his people and his land into your hand. You shall do to him as you did to Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelled at Heshbon. So the Lord our God also delivered into our hands Og, king of Bashan, with all his people. And we attacked him until he had no survivors remaining. Og was another king of the Amorites, only he was a giant. But that made no difference to God, for he had delivered Og and his army into the hand of Israel. They utterly destroyed Og and his people as they had done to Sihon. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we did not take from him, 60 cities, all the region of Argob the kingdom of Og in Bashan. All these cities were fortified with high walls, gates, and bars, besides a great many rural towns. And we utterly destroyed them, as we did to Sihon, king of Heshbon, utterly destroying the men, women, and children of every city. But all the livestock and the spoil of the cities we took as booty for ourselves." Forty years earlier, ten of the spies had said that the fortified cities of Canaan had walls up to the heavens. 
But now their children were destroying fortified cities with high walls and bringing them down. No challenge was too great for them with God on their side. And at that time, we took the land from the hand of the two kings of the Amorites who were on this side of the Jordan from the river Arnon to Mount Hermon. The Sidonians call Hermon Syrian, and the Amorites call it Senir. All the cities of the plain, all Gilead and all Bashan as far as Salca and Edrei, cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan. For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of the giants. Indeed, his bedstead was an iron bedstead. Is it not in Rabbah of the people of Ammon? Nine cubits is its length, and four cubits its width, according to the standard cubit. Og was so large that his bed frame was made of iron and was thirteen and a half feet long and six feet wide. Now that's a king-sized bed. Let me ask you, what challenges are you facing? What battles has God called you to fight today? If God has commanded you, then he is with you. And if God is for you, then what difference does it make who is against you? Therefore, be strong and courageous and fight the good fight. You were born again for this. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where Moses divides the land east of the Jordan River, commands the eastern tribes and Joshua, and pleads with the Lord to enter the promised land. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.